0: Well, hello there, everybody. It's Reanimated. This is a podcast. We talk about zombie stuff. My name is Stuart. I'm on the West Coast. On the East Coast is the other host, H.A. Conrad in New York. Hello. Hello. Bonjour. Bonjour. Uh, Well, Merry Almost Holidays uh, to you, uh, H.A. I don't know how many more podcasts we'll be able to do before the end of the year, um, but there's, uh, there's a lot of news to talk about. I wouldn't say any of it's like earth shattering. And then we are going to be talking about the film as we know it, uh, which is like, yeah, I have thoughts. Uh, So we'll we'll,
1: we'll
0: get to that. But before we do, let's talk about some of these news bits. Uh, First up was an article from a website called heaven of horror, which I think is more of like a horror blog talking about a Korean zombie show. Got me very excited Called happiness. We have talked about this before. Mm -hmm. And think we were just waiting for it to like finish its Korean circle. And then come over here. And this blog post. Appears not to be like a a Korean blog post. It's all in English. It's not. It's talking about this show appearing on Netflix on December 12th. So I went and looked everywhere. And this show is not on Netflix.
1: So what's interesting is that. Maybe just because of what you and I do and look for, um I started to get um sort of um, um like like oh, you might like this article, and this came up a couple of times, so this was like a mystery I was going to present to you, yeah, I also could not see it on Netflix, um, but if you google it, it like will sort there will be a like a line that like like pops up for it but you can't actually get to it so I'm wondering if it is not released in the. US it's region locked somehow maybe it's region locked and that's the issue but I was sort of like why are you teasing me if you know that I want to watch yeah oh no. and so it's like, oh, have you heard about happiness? And I'm like, I have and I would really like to watch it <laughs> but apparently that's not in the cards yet for us um so it's I don't know what the deal is um quite unkind yeah yeah it's kind of mean um yeah so so I think we'll we'll have to figure out this mystery and maybe see I am like because December 12th has come and gone so it, it sure has was, was, was a week be ago. up there. So if you do click on the links, the mystery links that they provide, a very strange sort of like black uh, or gray uh, screen with just sort of like lines through it pops up Mm -hmm. and mysteriously it also says more like this and then gives you recommendations for ZOM 100, Bucket List of the Dead (laughs) and stuff like that, but not the actual show. So so okay
0: um, I'm, I'm just going to there about us on heaven of horror and it's a danish website hmm. so well at least they started in denmark but because of the traffic they got from the us uk canada and australia they launched a dot com so maybe it, that makes it even more likely then that they're writing uh, they're writing this in denmark where it is well,
1: available. so then i dug a little deeper on this because <laughs> um we started talking about this Way, way back. Um, And so in 2022, it was released to like eight countries. And it in that particular article, and this was from Netflix, it had said um, it was going to be released more widely, like in in the US and and things like that in 2023. So maybe I don't maybe it's still delayed and they just couldn't get the rights or something like that. But we'll keep an eye out. I definitely would like to see this. I got really, really excited with all this fake hype.
0: Yeah. uh, they clearly have the rights, though. What I think what it comes down to is not wanting to pay royalties. Probably
1: right. it's a tease. It's like Apple TV wants to, like, share this with me, but you actually can't do it unless you install some other weird streaming something. hmm. I'm very annoyed by this. We can buy it on DVD on Amazon if we want.
0: Oh, D- with the DVD players that we have.
1: <laughs> I know, Right. Anyway, sorry. Um,
0: so who knows? Maybe they'll have to like delist it somewhere else to list it here. Either way, when that happens, hopefully uh, I will drop jump to the bottom of my list of news here. Ha! Hopefully Netflix will do what it does to me with many other shows. Like, um, it, it it doesn't show me this this row of content in the same place every time I launch Netflix. Mm. But there's often a like zombie action uh, category or survival TV shows, which is the little I put a screenshot in the in our show notes for you to see but it's like all of us are dead shadow and bone which i <laughs> i know it's ya and stuff but it's a good show i like it uh yakitori which is an anime about like uh, futuristic sci-fi soldiers which i did enjoy hmm. I'm not sure how that falls under survival tv shows and then black summer and resident evil are there next to each other and that the, really they both make me a little sad but black summer makes me the saddest yeah. I'm like, yeah, Netflix, I know Black Summer's great. I freaking love it. I've watched it, like, a couple of times. And here I am just uh, sad that you keep showing it to me, like, something I might be interested in when I've clearly watched it on Netflix. All right. Do, do you get shown that kind of stuff?
1: Oh, yeah, all the time. No, I also get these lists. Black Summer definitely makes me the saddest. Um, I really... That was such a great show. But I also... I'm also totally okay with the way they ended it. You are now? I'm not like, I mean, I'd like to see more, but I think that they ended it in as neatly a way as they could while still leaving the door open.
0: I'm, yes. They, in a way, they left it like kind of broken beyond repair. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, son is literally on? on a plane flying away while the other two are so beat up they can hardly move. And, uh, well, I the mean, daughter...
1: it's got to be with son if anything continues, right? Like, and, and, I'm... and Anna was it her daughter's name? Anna, mm. the, the daughter? I don't remember.
0: But, uh, she was fine. She was just really disappointed in all the grownups. I don't know. Um, I, I wanted more, not just because of the story, but because of the way that show was put together.
1: Um, agree and i th- i thought they did an amazing job and i would totally be on board with seeing more of that or that kind of a show um i thought it was one of the best edited shows that we have seen in terms of just every way it, the, how, telling the story from the different perspectives and yeah. sort of filling in as you see different characters uh running through this whole narrative um so yeah i i'm i'm wishing there was more of that um especially after watching this this latest thing that we just watched, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's other new stuff coming out. So I guess we had to just be a little positive about that. Um, um speaking of big teases, yeah, Jack Spider-Man. Dude, always dude
0: take on, t- he's taken on so much. I'm I kind of
1: way too much going on. And I think that's the problem. Um, right. So I just I I will enjoy whatever it is once it comes out, but I'm not gonna really put any store by any of these rumors till something actually happens. There's been all these things about like the animated piece of it, and now there's like this little like. The, the article that we both saw was like, oh, it's further along that they even said. What does that even mean? Um, that doesn't mean anything. They, they're giving no dates. Um, and this then, also, Yeah,
0: the, like with Rebel Moon hasn't even come out yet. And there's a second part that's coming out in April. And I yeah. think we had been under the probably realistic uh, presumption that nothing on Army of the Dead, anything else will happen until Rebel Moon has run its course yeah. in a way especially since he's doing two releases so close together. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, they're talking about how, like, Army of the Dead 2, a.k.a. Planet of the Dead, is on its way, but there's nothing else uh, beyond that. And that the animated series actually c- kind of had died, but that he's trying to resuscitate it because it's a lot of the VO has been recorded already with Christian Slater and other names like that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if he can pull it off, I'm excited. I just think the dude's doing two completely. I mean, they're also trying to say that there's, like, a crossover potential.
1: Mm.
0: So there was all that, like, you know, robots and UFOs and stuff and Army of the Dead. And maybe that means that Rebel Moon will <laughs> and, and Army of the Dead will have more, you know, intermixing, which, sure, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be up for that, too. I just don't know that one person can do all this.
1: Yeah, I agree. And... I kind of think some of these articles are just, you know, they're just exactly the the
0: screen. Same? rant. They're like the kings of speculative. I know. Uh, you know. I know. Small J journalism, Planet of the Dead and Zack Snyder's, um, you know, uh, efforts notwithstanding. we also had uh, I don't know if you watched the, the little demo video. There's not a lot here. It's clearly fan made. But because I am such a Death Troopers uh, stan and never stop talking about it on this podcast, because I do love Star Wars and I do love zombies. And so it only makes sense that I would love this concept. Somebody made like a a fan. I don't know how they get away with the the copyright infringement, but it's like a Stormtrooper demo um, game demo. Or uh, showing off, and there's a video showing off some of the potential. It's probably not gameplay. It's probably just rendered in um, Unity, was it, or Unreal, uh, of stormtrooper zombies. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool. What did you think?
1: Um, I liked it a lot. As you know, I'm not a gamer, but I thought that this was just like a fun thing to watch. Um, so I'm, I'm. It looks pretty, uh, pretty gnarly. Um, so, and exactly what I kind of thought zombie stormtroopers would look like. Yeah. (laughs) So that was kind of fun. Um, the sound effects were pretty good.
0: (laughs) They were okay. Like, yeah, there there was some definite, like, this is not top shelf. Uh, no no, no studio had any support here.
1: No, but it was, it was fine for what it was. So, you know, it
0: just, I, I hope that somebody notices and is like, oh, people want this. And there are novels about this. And I hope Dave Filoni, because I think he's a secret, not, maybe not so secret zombie fan. And apparently mm-hmm. he lives uh, in Sonoma County. Which I did not realize. Yeah. Well. Um. Hopefully. He'll be like, oh, yeah, you know what? We could do something with this. We could make a limited series or whatever. And then then I could I could die happy. Uh, OK. Uh, it was a lot of video game news for whatever reason, because also another thing that I had talked about more times than you were probably pleased with, HA, was this game the day before. And it was supposed to be a massively multiplayer online uh, survival game, open world. There were some really cool videos. It was at one time the most wishlisted game on Steam, which is... um a massive online retailer for video games. And so that means it had like hundreds of thousands, if not more people saying, I want this game. I will pay for it when it comes out. And then it had all these development problems where they were uh, releasing videos that were clearly not of gameplay. They were clearly uh, rendered and people started paying attention to what was missing. They missed some deadlines, then they delisted, then they came back. And they they actually launched the game a few weeks ago, maybe a week ago. But it was not the game that they had originally advertised. Now it was a uh, what's it called? Like a scavenging shooter where you're I'm not going to go into what that is, but it's not the game that they advertised. Uh, it's more of a Tarkov model for anybody who's familiar with that. Um, and so it got completely panned by by the reviews. Uh, it also didn't sell very well. And then the entire studio shut down four days after they launched the game uh, with like a, you know, sorry, this didn't meet your expectations. We love making video games. This is a sad day for everybody. And it's a sa- I think it is super sad. Uh, and I don't really understand why they went through with this. I feel like they had this like amazing opportunity and it totally fell apart. And I don't think you're I don't imagine that you're going to have a lot of input on this one, Conrad. I'm sorry for for, uh, waxing poetic.
1: I'm letting you uh, wax poetic about it. And (laughs) and I appreciate that that this is, you know, different.
0: It's the end of the chapter, at least. I I doubt I'll ever need to talk about this video game ever again. I never got to play it. I'm certainly not going to pay for it since it's the studio's closed. It'll never get any (laughs) any further development, no patches or anything like that. So the day before came and went like a muffled, wet fart. (laughs) And that's uh, that's just sad. The the end.
1: All right. Um, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) The the next up, though, is... This was just kind of interesting, I think. uh, Not shocking from just, like... They don't always release such detailed, uh, like, watcher data from Netflix. Um, But I don't know if you saw the article. I think it was released this past week. But it was about... um, you know how some shows kind of go um, off of Netflix and then, you know, depending on the studio or who owns it, they get all like they get a little territorial about it and they're like, OK, we're going to keep this franchise for ourselves. And then they, you know, decide, oh, wait, we're making a lot of money from this being on Netflix. And then they'll like let it go back on. Um, and, you know, th- this these numbers are kind of insane and not shocking, but in terms of like shows that were bringing in the, the most number of, like, would you say it's like hours of viewing? Like, consi- like I don't know exactly yeah, how.
0: They- I think that's how they're measuring this. Yeah.
1: Um, And, you know, Walking Dead was one of the top shows. And I don't think that that's surprising. Um, I thought also the, they broke down like the number, the which seasons were, were. More watched, less watched, and not shockingly, the last season had the most um, had the most views at this point. But all the other ones were pulling in pretty solid numbers, except for the ones you would totally expect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, I wanted to hear what you thought about that.
0: Season six is is very absent from this list. Maybe just didn't get over 50 million or something. Uh, Also, season three, season three is there. Season one isn't there, which is a little odd. Um, Yeah, this is kind of where I guess I would expect it to break down, except that season two is up there above five and four. I mean, five and four also were not among my favorites, I think. Four four had its moments. Uh, This is interesting. Uh, what's, What's actually funny is that the show Suits came in at the top of the shows that got the most views. And I have a feeling this is just so that people can watch Meghan Markle on TV.
1: Ah, well, this was one of the examples they were using um, in terms of, oh, wait, we have these ready-made franchises that yeah. are like, like series that have multiple seasons that people really want to watch, that they get into like the binge watching and it just draws in massive numbers um, and Seuss was definitely one of them. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just kind of interesting uh, data overall. And um, I I noticed that you know in terms of like the fact that it's competing with Grey's anatomy which has like some insane number i feel like it has like 20 past,
0: seasons i think 20
1: plus seasons or something yeah. um so for it to be keeping up with that i think it's kind of significant so um yeah so anyway we'll i'm wondering if there's just going to be more stuff i mean maybe happiness will be released <laughs> <Netflix>.
0: <laughs> yeah You know, maybe if the writer, if the actors and writer strikes had uh, extended further, we would have seen happiness because they're like, we need content. But uh, now that now that everything is like plugging away again, I don't know. Either way, that is the news. Uh, You know, there's I wish we had more projects to be like, this is coming out in January or something, but we don't. Um, I think. Do we know when is Rick and Michonne coming to TV? Is that January?
1: I think it's January. Um, But I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's January. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to.
0: The ones who Um, live.
1: Yeah. And in the meantime, if you just want to watch Anna and the Apocalypse again, I mean, it is the Christmas season. And if you want to watch a zombie Scottish Christmas musical, that fits the bill. I do want to
0: watch uh, a yeah a christmas zombie musical it's just it's mostly the grinch going on at my house <laughs> um
1: i think so, i'm probably gonna watch that on christmas day so the
0: once you live is premiering at the end of february so wow yep we've got a ways to go uh okay and not helping matters is the fact that we've got shows and movies coming out like as we know it uh which is what we're reviewing today
1: Yeah, and, okay, I was trying to be, you know, optimistic. Um, It had a couple of good reviews, but, um, you know, this is an example of something that could have been better, maybe, but it was just not, at least from my point of view. I'm not Um, sure
0: how this could have been better with the story. Well,
1: I mean, the writing, the editing, it just was like, There was nothing here, and if you have a weak story, at least you could have good writing. Um, But that wasn't it. It felt very, like, I mean, I don't know. I was just not impressed with this. And I was also very, well, like, the one sort of surprise here, which I guess I should have known going into this, is that Cousine makes an an appearance in here. Um, So I was sort of, like...
0: Wait, you know who this who this gentleman is? Rory? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, the guy, the delivery guy?
0: Who's that? What is he What is he known for?
1: Oh my goodness. So he is this guy his name is something Mondello. I think that's his Danny. Name. Danny Mondello. And he is from Staten Island and he has a very famous like Instagram uh, other account. He goes by Kooj Cuj or Kujin. And he does, like, food reviews. And he is quite salty and definitely not PC. Just heads up. Um, And uh, he is just all over the place now. Um, So, anyway, I was sort of... I couldn't believe it. I was watching it and I said to Bill, hey, Kusheen's in this movie. (laughs) So, anyway. So, that was funny. But, like, it just... This was an incredibly weak project. I tried to find out how much they... Put into this, I can't imagine the budget was big, um, but I just was curious how much it was. It's um, a fairly
0: small cast, but they had these cameos. I mean, it's more I, than a cameo Pam Greer and Chris Parnell. Yeah, and I imagine Kujin needed to get paid to show up in, oh, yeah, uh, and Los I don't Angeles. think
1: he I mean, I'm sure he thought it was fun, but he gets he's pretty big out there just in terms of like his his sort of footprint. Um, this isn't
0: even like a bit part either, he has. A pretty yes.
1: yeah, yeah. He has actual scenes, um. But it was yeah. So uh, I the the basis of this story is you know we've seen sort of this. I mean, I would say it's a loosely a Shaun of the Dead based idea, which is this guy is like going through a hard time, had a bad breakup, um. The world is ending, but it's just really horrible. <laughs>
0: yeah this doesn't have any of the um any of anything this is not I don't like even mentioning Shaun of the Dead in this in this so no, uh, I'm
1: just saying that that I think yeah um, no it, Yeah. that's if you, were... if
0: you say yeah this is a guy who's gone through a breakup that's where the similarities end <laughs> and that his girlfriend shows up in the movie that's it um yeah I was like I was trying to think of what this reminded me of too and a little bit, I was like, oh, this is a little bit like Swingers. You've got this like sad sap guy, but, uh, but it's not at all, also. It's, um, you know, and, and this is a, a movie in theory set in the 90s, and they have a couple of things that are supposed to make you think, yes, it's the 90s, uh, like chokers and laser discs, um, yeah. yellow pages, uh, you know, landlines, um, and old older car, older model cars. But otherwise, the, the how did the like the time period work for you?
1: I just don't think they really went that far out of their way to make it the 90s. I don't know. I didn't really. Um, I don't think that that even had any real impact on this. No, um, they made a couple of like silly jokes about Waterworld and the. So, laser- OK, Waterworld
0: used to yeah. be one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, because I I lived to this period of time. I'm going to date myself a little bit. Um, I belong to Columbia House and Waterworld was one of my the movies, the videos, VHS, probably. Yeah, definitely not DVD uh, that I bought through uh, Columbia House. I thought it was a freaking masterpiece, too. So they were kind of speaking my language when this long running joke in this show is being told. It's just that it wasn't funny at any point. And nope. they're like, this is Pete Costner. I'm just agreeing with them. There's not. I mean, I think they're trying to make it be funnier. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not sure where, where the joke was there. Um, s- <laughs> and I'm not saying that to be like, Waterworld is the best movie ever made. I just went to a period where I I really enjoyed that film. And I knew that it was not amazing at the same time. Uh, And they're just sitting there watching it on Laserdisc and not, and and, then like talking about it while it's on and then talking about it with other people and bringing it back up later. And it just felt like the script needed an editor and maybe a funny person.
1: Yeah, it wasn't just that, but it was sort of the delivery. It just felt very forced and very slow. And even like, you know, Pam Greer's in there for like a few scenes and just kind of wasted um
0: she did not like having a a parrot on her shoulder
1: oh she did not um that was clear um you know she had to kind of deal with these ridiculous things i guess for this film um but uh, yeah i just i guess i just really i wanted this to be so much better than it was or at least somewhat passable because like look we've seen like these little types of projects where Maybe they have a shoestring budget, but they still have like a great concept. Or, um, yeah, a good
0: script in the case of the battery.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and that's like Ponty is another really great one. And, you know, like I just don't feel like this even came close to any of those. Um, and it made me a little bit sad because it did, it was getting like weird, some weird hype. And, Again, I tend to try to be optimistic until I, I'm not, but but definitely my expectations totally fell off a cliff. I kept waiting for it to get better. Yeah. And it just never did. Um, and even things that were supposed to be, I guess, funny and like, I don't know, like the, the whole thing about the this particular zombie outbreak being caused by like vegan milk was kind of ridiculous. So I don't know. It It um- didn't...
0: What what did you think of the, the actors playing the trio? Um, James, Emily, and Bruce. Uh who who was your favorite out of those three?
1: I mean, I thought that they were okay. I I honestly thought Cujine did the best job out of all of them. I, th- um, I
0: mean, that dude was a little stilted in everything. He
1: was, but he's not an actor. And I said and you know, I didn't know that, that
0: going into it. So and, you and, had like you and had con- like sentimental that- value attached to him showing up in this film. I did not. I was just like, who is this guy? Why is he from New York?
1: And he's brave. And like, I don't know. I just thought that con- considering he's had no acting experience, he pulled it off pretty well. Right. Um, so anyway, that was. Uh, I would
0: I'd probably say that the character of Bruce, played by Oliver Cooper, did the most work and maybe had the best writing. That's not saying much because it was oh. a badly written script. But I think he probably like he's kind of a Jonah Hill.
1: Yes, that's exactly what he is.
0: So he he gets a little bit of traction out of that, but it doesn't get him uh, far enough. And the writing for him, like I said, it's better than some of the others. Like the the insipid love story is just by minute fifty in my notes. All I have is I'm bored. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so they're, they're like. They try to get back together, they break up again. And it's it's just there's nothing interesting there like that. That is not worthwhile for a uh, for a film. This felt like it felt like a student play that they just happened to bring cameras to. Yep. Uh, And there's there. Yeah, sure. There's a zombie storyline here, too, but it's. um, It's not really that impactful. I mean, they're ordering chicken wings. In the zombie apocalypse, I guess that's supposed to be a, a funny joke, too. The funniest thing was uh, <laughs> uh, at the very toward the very end when they thought the prairie oysters were were curing zombieism, and Emily's weird veins clear up, and Bruce says to her, "You look amazing, like perfect, so beautiful right now." And um, James looks to him and. Because they have this weird love triangle, and it's like, well, come on. And the, the the delivery was good. That guy James did a fine job, but he was kind of like not interesting enough. Uh, but I did think that, that was like the only funny joke and delivery.
1: Yeah, and uh, Josh Monkars, who's the person who wrote and directed this, um, had said just sort of in the pre the pre release like hype or trailers or whatever that the inspiration for this were were uh, sci-fi action film uh, the john carpenter's sci-fi action film they live and then ferris bueller's day off and then wanted to combine those i don't know that i felt that with either of these um i didn't really feel like that fun um Goofiness. Like I guess part of what was missing was the fun part of all this and the comedy part of all this. I just don't it felt very forced and the script was just incredibly like flat, in my opinion. Um, I don't really think that it hit those notes. Like you can either do a much like more sort of schlocky horror camp thing, which I just I think they were maybe trying to do, but I just think it missed the mark. Um, so I don't know what you thought about it, but I just don't think that it successfully did what I think it was intending to do, or at least it was intending to do.
0: It clearly did not achieve what it was supposed to achieve. Um, and this like real tight, these constraints that were on the film, presumably for budget where they had this one house and nothing else to shoot. That meant that, that so much of the, of the film's success relied, as we've said over and over again on the writing the writing wasn't there um, th- so they didn't have a good story they didn't have good dialogue they had actors who could probably have done okay but they were like probably not up to the task either unfortunately yeah. so th- it just like they they fell apart because of because of those things and that's a bummer um, because we've seen it work like we said and this one it didn't and that's a shame and i'm hoping every time it happens now i'm like please Uh, you know, like Hollywood in general, do not look at this film as uh, a testament that the zombie genre is dead because clearly we've seen recent successes, but now I feel like there's the scales out there and we have to, we need it to be looking better than this is putting out there for sure.
1: Agree. Um, And again, as we've said, um, there is definite, there are definite examples of like, lower budget, horror films that do it well, that that just are incredibly, you know, well-crafted and use the budget to the hilt of and lean really, really far into that camp element that you can do with zombie films that you can't really do with other genres. Um, and I just feel like, to me, this honestly felt like Hey, I have this fun project and I just kind of want my friends to do this and I don't even know that that's what the case was here. Um but it, you know, I just think that if you're going to have that budget constraint where um you have to to cut corners with a lot of the the things in turn like every single aspect of the film, um you're going to need to have everything else be so strong to make up for it. And I also think that you know, especially with some of the equipment and things that you can get now, um, there's just a lot more ability to make more with less. And like these, all this, these these ca- these cast members, you know, other than Cujine, are all actors that have been in other things that are successful in what they've been in. So I can't really fault the cast. Um, so it's got to be the script and and other decisions that were made. Um, And now I'm looking back at like other reviews and at least three tried to compare it to shot of the dead, which it's like, no, it is not.
0: These (laughs) were like mildly positive reviews.
1: Yes. Um, Um. but I have to feel like they must've been laced. Do you know what I mean? Like they may have been teasers leading into this, um, and really trying to lean hard into the fact that this was like a wacky zomedy. which, you know, how I love that term. Um, (laughs) so
0: yeah. Or Zomcom, uh, yeah, so this movie doesn't doesn't get there. I will say one other potentially funny joke was when they're talking about Waterworld and um I think it's Bruce says, Oh, Gene Triplehorn. There's never been a good movie without Gene Triplehorn. Uh, and that was really funny. <laughs> Which is funny because she was in everything uh for a while. Like right. she was in those um those lawyer movies. What were those things? Who who were the like the Rainmaker and those kind of movies, I feel like she was in a lot of movies for She's a while. Been in a
1: lot of movies for a and, long. And then
0: she has not been in a movie. Well, she still is in stuff here and there, but it's much more supporting cast stuff. And when you see her, you're like, "Oh, I remember her." But uh, I think you know, it's part of the uh, amusement for me was that these twenty somethings never seen a laser. Di- I mean, I'd never seen it. I saw one laser disc my whole life uh, in actual in an actual home. I don't know how many people actually had laser discs. But hmm. uh the, the oh did you have them around?
1: We didn't have them in my house. We I feel like I remember in college there were a few courses where you had to watch like some thing on laser disc in the library and you like had to go and check it out and there were little gloves that they gave you to use it Jeez. I know. Wow. Um, so that was kind of yeah um,
0: so interesting Well yeah, the, the fact that these 20somethings probably had never like looked at a yellow pages, the problem, maybe they didn't even know who Gene Triplehorn. Like to me, there was a little bit of meta uh, humor. Um, yeah. Uh, ultimately, I don't know that I have a whole lot more to say about it. Um, Chris Parnell did okay. He just did that bit that he's kind of famous for—that sort of um, voice that he does. Yep. The uh, the end where I think it was mostly improv. The in, during the credits with him talking to Bruce. It shouldn't ha- should not have included that because it left uh, the movie with like a pretty weird. This bit went on too long. Feeling <laughs> that's your last flavor of the film is a not humorous improv bit <laughs> that just went oh, on too long. No, did you did you I watch did. that?
1: I did. I did. Um It was yeah, and it just didn't stop. It just kept going. It just
0: kept going. It was like that joke didn't land. Let's just keep on rolling. I'm like. This isn't going to get better or if it does you needed to start then and not include all of you know, it was just it kept going this like interview between Bruce and uh Ted from Channel 11 Either way uh a lot of missed opportunities Uh I wish I wish we um had better things to report on it
1: Agree but, we but don't. you know onwards well that's all i have to say about about this um let's hope that there's other good um independent film projects coming up of the zombie or horror variety i'll take i'll take non zombies too um if you would like to let us know what you think if you disagreed with us i'd love to hear it um I I, I know that uh, sometimes we're not always on the same page, but I have a feeling our listeners will be on the same page as us on this one. Um, but you can reach us at reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to let Stuart do the Podbean thing because he's better at it. Yeah, uh,
0: we're also on, uh, on reanimated.podbean.com where you can find all of our episodes there. I was just looking at the reviews on Amazon for this film, which is where I rented it from. And they have one one star and one five star review so far. (laughs) So that gives them a three out of five, which I don't know that this film deserves.
1: Nope. Agree.
0: (laughs) Okay, Uh, Yeah. So catch us next time on Reanimated. I'm not entirely sure when that's going to be, but we'll let you know and what we're going to be talking about. But it's probably going to be great. So I will bid you adieu and Merry Holidays. Um, Bye bye.
1: Ciao.